0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a new and exciting episode of the Vile Files Ask Nick edition. I am your host, Nick, joined by Allie and Amanda. And my lovely girlfriend, Natalie, is actually in the studio for this intro because my book came in. At least they sent me four copies, they're sending a bunch more. I'm holding my book and I forgot to bring it to the studio. So Natalie was nice enough to do that. Act of service. I'm just going to say it. It's a good book. If you like this show, it's a good book. Also, uh, blurbs on the back of the book. The people who have read this book who say it's good, like Dr. Laura Berman, relationship and therapist, also the host of Language of Love. She's been on our show as well. She said, Nick has a hard and well learned wisdom to share from his own journey. From heartbreak to healing to discovering real and lasting love, in his usual compassionate and humorous voice, he offers great advice like an older brother who is way cooler and wiser than you. I don't know if I'm way cooler or wiser but than you, dear audience. Also, Dr. Maya Shunker, behavioral scientist, former employee of the Obama White House, and also host of Apple's Best Show of the Year. A slight change of plan. She wrote, uh, modern dating with all its norms and expectations is rapidly changing and it can be hard to keep up. And don't text your ex happy birthday. Nick dispenses fresh and candid advice to readers all while interweaving colorful personal stories of his own dating life that help bring these insights to life. Cassie David, also a New York Times bestselling author, she wrote, I texted my ex (laughs) hi on Christmas and then I read this book. Require reading for anyone else embarrassing themselves on a daily basis. And Elizabeth Wagmeister, chief correspondent at Variety, wrote, Nick's book is the opposite of what you'd expect from an alumni of The Bachelor. It's a self-help guide of his fans and followers. Nick's words are approachable and conversational, as if you were talking to a friend who would, doesn't sugarcoat the red flags. Plus, you'll get a personal anecdote from one reality TV's most memorable stars. So anyways, it's I think it's a pretty good book if you are stuck in a situationship, if you are having a hard time getting over someone, if you don't know if you should move in with your significant other, maybe you're debating whether you should break up with someone. Those are just some of the things we talk about in this book.
1: That's a great point is that it's broken down into really good little chunks because like I have mad ADD yeah. sometimes and I love reading, but sometimes it can be really hard for me to get into it. This book, it's the content is so relatable. It pulls you right in and then it's in all of these awesome little bits. So that way you can like Read a chunk.
2: I feel like when you read it, you can like hear Nick talking to Mm -hmm. you. Like you read it in Nick's voice. And so it makes it so much better. Or annoying. I (laughs) don't (laughs) know.
0: Chapter 10, getting over them. And then it starts with my first girlfriend. The whole story. Did you read that part, Natalie? No. (laughs) If you guys could go ahead and pre-order it. Because we all, we want to make the New York Times bestseller. I don't know if we will. But it will be because of people like you.
1: I have pre-ordered it four times.
0: Thank you. But you, dear listener, it would mean the world. I promise you, you won't regret it. And if you're going to end up getting it anyways, just get it before so it's ready to go as soon as it's out. Anyways, anything new in your ladies' lives? You still in love with me? Yes. Okay. You still in love?
1: Yeah. My boyfriend picked me up from the airport and he got me flowers. (laughs) What the hell? Nick, you've never done that for me.
0: Picking up from the airport with flowers? Yeah. Well, he didn't have the
1: flowers. We were going grocery shopping then to make dinner and then he got me flowers. How's your
0: Prada purse? (laughs) She's cute. And you're still so thrivingly <laughs> single? Oh
3: Got nothing going for me. That's I don't not have true. flowers.
1: I don't have Prada, but we're
3: That's here. That's true.
0: <laughs> you're out of town.
3: Yeah. I was told by my personal trainer that I have to hold off on Taco Bell until my sister's wedding. So it's going to be a rough month. I'm not going to lie. Fuck? You have ta- but
1: You have a personal trainer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we're in wedding
3: don't press Don't ever mode. complain to
0: me about money. <laughs> yeah. I don't even have a personal trainer. <laughs>
1: I don't pay for her. Anything else? I was just thinking about it. Maybe we already talked about this briefly, but like I've been really reflecting on a wedding dance floor. I think it's the most magical dance floor in the world. I think clubs, bars should take a note. And I think we need to change the culture of dance floors. I know a good
0: vinyl guy who can vinyl the whole floor. I do
2: have an exciting announcement. I... I'm going to sing,
3: speaking of weddings, Amanda, I'm going to sing my sister's first dance. Oh.
0: You can sing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Allie's multi-talented. She does voices like you. Musical theater. I told Allie she's welcome to do more voices on show, the show.
3: That's the Natalie and I bonded, because she came in, she's like, hello. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've also realized that doing voices is something that everybody... I'm not good at. Well, but everybody, almost everybody, I think, has, like, a special a voice with their partner that, like, only their partner has heard. Because at my cousin's wedding, they're both such, like... I do with Jeff. Dignified people. (laughs) But I do think that's a big, like, a big kind of, like, relationship milestone is when you get to the point where you've done, like, weird, weird bits and voices.
2: Or just, like, names. Like, just, like, not baby or babe, but, like, weird. Yeah. What's yours, Nick? I
0: don't want to talk about it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) My sister calls me Blart. Blart? Like, Paul Blart Mall Cop, and she'll, like, yell it through the store if she can't find me. And then I went and met her friends when she was in medical school. And I walked in. They were like, oh, Blarty. And I was do like, she's not my name. Do you and your
0: sister look alike?
3: Kind of-ish. She's, she's smaller. She's smaller? Yeah.
0: You're not particularly.
3: She's just really little. I don't know. <laughs> she's
0: really little. I think you're little.
3: <laughs> well, she'll be shocked.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I'm excited to see how uh, that goes.
2: Are you still in love?
0: Very much so. Right. Got a new book coming out.
2: After mentioned.
0: Uh, <laughs> 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 all right. Well, if you're uh, texting office hours, it's a Monday morning and um, you need help drafting a text, someone's doing your shot or you're in a fight or whatever it is, email us at asknickacastme.com. Also, just send in all those questions, all things Vile Files. All right. I'll be in New York next week, so maybe we'll do like a, uh, like a New Yorker interview. We'll see. It'll be fun. I don't know. Let's get to our callers. What's your time with me? Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's
2: it going? Hi, I'm Maggie and I'm 28 years old.
0: How can I help Maggie?
2: Hi, so um I wrote in today to talk about a friendship dilemma that I have. Um so I have been friends with Wesley for many years. We first met in fourth grade and we became inseparable. We went through we were really close friends through elementary, middle, high school, college. Um,
0: and is is this person a man?
2: Yes. Yeah. Um, and, um, I come from a small Southern town for context and, um, we kind of did everything together growing up. Um, we did theater together. We did choir together. We changed friends groups together. We just kind of did literally everything. um, I had like a bed at his house. I was friends with his family and his sisters. And uh, we were very much almost like siblings. Um, And two years ago, um, during the, it it first kind of started in May of 2020 with the George Floyd things. Um, He, I had been off of social media because I was going through a divorce. And so I just kind of needed some time to myself. And I had hopped back on when all this happened, and he was in a debate with some of my friends, and so I liked a couple comments.
0: Like he was like in a Facebook debate.
2: Yes, like a Facebook debate, which I don't ever really um, get that involved in because I just really don't think that that.
0: does never go well. Um, (laughs) No,
2: they're never effective. (laughs) Um, and so I had liked one of the comments that another friend of ours had put because I thought it was really respectful and I agreed with her point and I just kind of left it at that. I didn't really have the emotional capacity to yeah. really be a part of the conversation. But after that, I noticed he, um, had unfriended me on all social media platforms. So I sent him a text, um, and I just said, Hey, I noticed that you unfriended me on everything. Um, I don't know if it's because of this conversation that you had with our other friend. Um, and I'm sorry if I hurt you, but you're important to me and I love you. And if you want to talk about it, let me know. Um, and so he responded and he was like, I'm sorry. I just got really frustrated. And then he kind of went on a little rant and then he was like, I'm done with my rant. Um, I love you. And I've deleted my Facebook for now. We'll see about Instagram. But he didn't friend me back on anything. Um, so I just kind of left it, and I was like, I don't really have that. I didn't respond to that because uh, it was kind of left in a way that.
0: Why didn't you respond? I felt to like
2: I, I think part of it was I didn't necessarily agree with what his rant was, and I didn't have the.
0: Well, that's. I mean, we know that though.
2: Right, and I didn't have the. I think part of it was I just didn't have the emotional capacity at
0: the time, sure um, you do, do you recognize though, at least at a minimum, and I'm not saying you're wrong at all, but do you recognize that, and while it's totally valid, that right. you just did the same thing he did, right, which was yeah. you read something that you didn't agree with, obviously a very polarizing topic. obviously people are saying things in written word without inflection, and it's just triggering for people, especially when you disagree and right. so well, it hurt your feelings for him to unfollow you, like you said, he just emotionally just felt like he needed to protect his mental health, right? Sounds like. And then you send this message to him. He writes back a rant, but also in that rant, he's just like, I care about you, I love you. Sorry, I'm done. I just needed to get that out. And probably not the time for him to say that, but like you not responding to that message at a minimum should make yeah. you at least more empathize with his emotional state of mind when he did that. Right. Right. Because it was the same, same thing. You're just like, ah, yeah, I I love you too. And I want to respond, but like really kind of hate what you said there. And it's triggering for me. And now I'm processing all those emotions about like, you know, are we just on the same wavelength? And are we living in a time where just like, you know, I don't agree with it, but like political viewpoints are vastly more nuanced than what people make them out to be. And people vote for different things for different reasons, often necessity. And we like to oversimplify what it means to, you know, lean one way or the other. And obviously these are very like passionate and critical topics and everyone thinks the other side is stupid or horrible. And that's just, like, not the case. And unfortunately, we just live in this time where it's just we're being told to feel hatred and frustration. And I guess this is up to us to decide whether we're going to let it bleed into our interpersonal lives and our close relationships. Why aren't you wearing one of these? Not you. I mean... Why aren't you, dear listener, wearing Rothy's? And if you are, congratulations, welcome to the club. Rothy's might save the world.
3: My mom came over this past weekend, and I was setting up, like, I was unpacking all my stuff. I just moved, and she went over to my Rothy's, I swear. She picked them up, and she goes, what are these? And then she was asking me if I could get her some, and I said, no, but we
0: have a promo code. Did you, like, put them in a bunch of mud and then put them in the wash? And then I literally
3: like- was like, you don't understand. They're made from recycled plastic water bottles. If they get dirty, you throw them in the wash. I said, Marissa uses them all the time. She wears them to the hospital. Then she wants them to be sanitized. She throws them in the wash. They're beautiful. They're bright. I have, like, this leopard print. My sister has this bright red and, like, the point. They go with everything.
0: Yeah. They, they're, style, they're stylish, they're fashionable, they're comfortable, no break-in period at all. They have insanely comfortable sneakers, loafers, ankle boots, and more. Their wide variety of styles are great for summer and fall, so you never have to uh, get uh, a brand new of shoes each season. I have a nice, nice pair of red loafers. You, they look great with a, a, a suit, like a, a, a nice colorful suit. Uh, you'd be surprised. Uh, never doubt Rothy's and their ability to have amazing things on your feet. Comfort, washability, durability, and style. Rothy's has it all. And like we've always said, they are helping do great things to the environment. People Magazine named them the best flat for their first ever Style Awards of 2021. The best flats. Rothy's. Can't be that. What more
2: do
3: you need?
0: People Magazine, people.
3: Like, don't believe us. Yeah. Who cares about us?
0: Yeah. But people? Step up your shoe and accessories and you're ready to be asked, are those Rothies? Are those Rothies?" Because wow. Plus get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash V-I-A-L-L. Don't know where commas go? Well, I don't either. And the good news is we have a friend and Grammarly. But more importantly, you might be someone who's a constantly busy person, who's required to draft emails and projects. And maybe like grammar is just not your thing, but that doesn't mean you're stupid. No. Maybe it just means it's not your strength. Like myself, maybe you have dyslexia. Grammarly is free to download and works where you do. So every project gets finished a little quicker. It can be easy to make mistakes on important emails and documents when you're busy. I know that. pain. That's a pain for me. The free version of Grammarly offers comprehensive spelling, grammar, and punctuation suggestions. I started using Grammarly and and people started like emailing back. They're just like, don't take this the wrong way, but like, did you get smarter? (laughs) And I was like, I did. I did. I didn't give Grammarly the credit in my personal life, but
3: No one needs to know.
0: Yeah. Grammarly Premium's clarity-focused sentence rewrites keep your writing clear and to the point. You know, they actually help you be like, again, help making you look smarter. So you get through work emails quicker and back to the important projects. Get an instant take on how your message comes across with Grammarly's free tone detector so you'll always make the right impression. That's also helpful. Tone emails, important. How you write it isn't going to be how they read it. And Grammarly has it all figured out. It's all based in like their science and technology for people much smarter than us. Let them do the work and get back to doing what you do best. Get more time in your day with confidence and work with Grammarly. Go to grammarly.com slash V-I-A-L to sign up for a free account. And when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium, get 20% off for being a listener of this show that's 20 percent off at dot com slash v-i-a-l-l
2: well so after that um and i hadn't responded in part and i know that was on me and i was also in the middle of moving and trying to figure out what was kind of my next step um in my life and um so a few months pass and all of a sudden it's november of 2020 And a friend of ours from choir when we were in high school, all of a sudden tagged me in something on social media. And so I went to look at it and he was basically, basically, he said that our friend Wesley had commented on one of his Instagram posts because he's a singer now professionally. um, And Wesley had written, you can't sing. I don't know why nobody's told you that you suck. Something along those lines. It was very kind of out of the blue and unnecessary. and so. the friend had tagged me in it saying, Have, what is going on? Like, do you know what? So I, I messaged him privately and I was like, I haven't talked to him in a while. And we, we're not friends on social media right now. So I can't, I, I don't know what's going on. Well, he, had, he block, had, had me still blocked, so I couldn't see anything. Had you blocked? Um, yeah, he then had, had blocked me at some point. So I really couldn't see anything. Um, so it went beyond unfriending. Um, but my sister, um, is very protective of me. And so she had went, she was also just wanting to see what was going on. Cause she was being nosy and we were all still locked up and, um, he, somebody had written back, like kind of criticizing what the necessary, like why it was necessary to be mean. Um, and he all of a sudden brings in my name and two of our other friends and just says we're unintelligent people who won't have a conversation with him. Um, And I have not talked to him since it it got worse from there, but that part had nothing to do with, with me after that. Um, and so basically now it's been two years since this all happened. I've not talked to him at all in the last two years. Um, but it's something that I think about often and I'm still kind of upset about the situation and I just, I don't know if I should even attempt to reach out. I don't know. He might have my number blocked. I, I just, I don't know kind of what, what happened there.
0: Yeah. Um, um, you know, I'm sorry. It kind of sucks. I'm just a big believer in like, if you're feeling something about something, you should just recognize it. And if I'm feeling something, I just want to do whatever I can to feel like I don't have regrets. You know, I don't like want to yeah. wonder if there's something I would have, could have done, you know, taking your ego out of it of who should make the first move or who's right or who's wrong. If you're able to take that out of it, and you just say, listen, I, f- I miss this friendship. Maybe this friendship isn't in its course. Maybe it will never be what it used to be. But that said, maybe it's also just a product of a lot of tensious times in the pandemic and like just getting separated. And I just want to know that I could do everything I can to salvage this friendship or just maybe be there for someone who might just need it, who maybe yeah. is feeling lonely and feeling alone in their right or wrong, and how they feel, you know, especially if it's, like, with a community of friends, you know, it's just, like, you know, it's, it's always funny, like, when I go back home. I live in LA, and I feel, like, I try not to have a lot of these conversations. I'm not a very political person, but like when I have conversations in LA, I I tend to feel like I'm on one side. And then when I go home to Wisconsin, I feel like I I represent completely two different ideologies. My viewpoints stay the same, but depending on who I'm talking to, I feel like part of Antifa or part (laughs) of like QAnon. You know, when I talk to certain people, it's like, and I'm like, whoa, you know, like I'm not the radical here. Here's what I would do if you want to.
4: Mm -hmm. I
0: would... Reach out to this person and say, hey, I was just thinking about you. If you're blocked, you're blocked. There's nothing you can do about it. So step one is just reach yeah. out to them. You could try text first. And let's assume the text goes through. And you say, hey, I've been thinking about you. I haven't seen you in two years. Let's catch up. Let's grab a drink. Let's grab dinner. If they say yes, then just catch up with them. And if they want to bring up these to- topics, I think you just say, listen, I reached out to you because I miss our friendship. And I know we've gotten older, and I know these are important issues, and, and, and while we might not see eye to eye, but right now, I just want to focus on fixing this friendship. If you want to talk politics, great, but, like, we don't have to talk about this all this fucking time. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was a time where you guys were friends, and, like, having connections is not always about being on the same page about world issues, especially with some of these issues that, like, don't have anything to do with you. And I'm not saying we should only think about things that have to do with us, but, like, let's just focus on what's in front of us right now. And let's just like catch yeah. up. Tell me about your life. What have you been up to? What's going on with your life? Have you been dating? I want to just talk about us. And I want you to ask me about like what I've been up to. And I just want to connect as friends, yeah. you know, and maybe down the road. I'm happy to have these conversations, but I do want to know that it's okay for us to disagree with each other. I respect your opinion. While I don't agree with it, I still respect it. And I'm open to like f- learning from you, but I would like the same from you down the road. But right now, I think things are a little too fragile there. This conversation might not get to that point. I mean, it might have you blocked. I don't know. I would give it one more chance by calling him and see if he answers. And if he just doesn't want anything, and then, and then you just say, hey, reach out to me if you ever want to, but I don't want to connect. And There's nothing uh-huh. wrong with doing everything you have control of doing so that if nothing else, if he doesn't want to in your life, then, yeah. then you can confidently feel like, I've done everything I could. I don't know what's going on. But I'm at peace with knowing that I tried my best. Does that make sense? Is that helpful?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think I just thought that as time went, it would feel easier. Like I would just be more at peace. But now we're up. I mean, it's been about two years and it still really bothers me. Yeah, I get it. Right. It's a
0: friendship you valued. And then like something that had nothing to do with the two of you came in between that. Mm Mm-hmm. And for all the people who are passionate about their politics and these conversations, I'm not saying it's not important, but, like, I do think we have to stop letting it dictate every relationship we've ever had. Yeah. Because, like, we need friendships for all different sorts of reasons. And we have friendships in our lives to serve different purposes. And, and help us cope with different emotional experiences and things like that. And they don't all need to be political. And just because yeah. like someone has a different like viewpoints on life or religion or politics than you doesn't mean they still can't be a really like important friend in your life who's helping you get through certain things regardless of their politics. You know what I'm saying? You just have to yeah. recognize that we're not in line there and we don't need to agree when we are arguing with our friends or anyone else about our politics, right or wrong. And if we just can't shut the fuck up about our politics and we're just like, I just can't understand why they don't agree with me. That's a you problem. If half the population thinks one way and half the population thinks another, like there is no world in which one team is a hundred percent right and the other team's not. And yet that's how we're all acting. It's it's absurd. It makes no sense. So like, try to take your ego out of it. And, and hopefully he does the same and recognize that, there are friendships to be had outside of these things. I know not everyone's going to agree with what I'm saying, but I yeah. feel like we're losing a lot of important relationships. If we could just shut the fuck up about like just ideas we have in our head. At the end of the day, don't make much of a difference in our interpersonal relationships on a day-to-day basis. We're missing out on connections that make us feel good, that make us feel seen, that make us feel not alone. And I think that's really disappointing.
2: Yeah. So, I'm gonna to try to text him, I think, and yeah. see, just see what
0: happens. Yeah. And just uh, shoot him the old, uh, I've been thinking about you. I'd love to get together. What are you doing next week? Let's keep it real simple. Yeah.
2: Okay. I'm gonna try it and see what happens.
0: Just reinforce, I just miss you and refuse to talk about this type of stuff. And don't dismiss him. Just say, right now, I wanna focus on this friendship. And like, I respect your opinion. Like, let's just focus on fixing this before we start trying to figure out who's right or wrong. Like, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm I'm not saying I'm right. It's okay to not be on the same page sometimes. It's okay to disagree. It's just fucking wild that we live in a time where that's no longer (laughs) allowed.
2: Well, thank you. That was really helpful. And and it feels good because all my friends or a lot of my friends are like, it's not worth it. So, it's nice to just hear a third party.
0: I mean, there's a good chance it's not going to go the way you want. And it's a good chance you won't even get in front of this person. But like this is talking about your peace of mind and to say it's not worth it. Clearly, this is something you're feeling. And for your friends to say it's not worth it is telling you to ignore a feeling that you're having about something that obviously is important to you. Yeah. I don't think we should ever yeah. be told to ignore our feelings. Now, again, like for anyone going through a heartbreak right now who wants to reach out to their ex, <laughs> that's, this is not me giving you an excuse to, like, oh, well, Nick told me not to ignore a feeling. We have to, like, obviously challenge ourselves to not get even or our egos and, and things like that. But, like, right now, I think this is about you doing everything you can to have peace of mind. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with yeah. that. Yeah. Well, thank you. All right. Let us know how it goes. I will.
2: I'll send an update.
0: All right. Take care. Thanks. Right, Bye.
2: Bye.
0: How's it going?
5: Good. I'm Nicole. How are you?
0: Good. How are you, Nicole? I'm 22. How can I help?
5: So I'm having some issues with my older sister. Um, since I've gotten married about two years ago, our relationship has been pretty rocky, um, but I've been able to pretty much manage it. Um, Up until like right now, I have a one and a half year old son and I'm pregnant with my second son and she wanted nothing to do with my pregnancy the first time. And now all of a sudden she wants to be involved in this pregnancy and she doesn't really support my marriage. Uh, She just doesn't, she doesn't really like my husband and she didn't decide that until after we got married.
0: Do you know what she doesn't like about your husband?
5: She doesn't like his family.
0: Okay. What about his family doesn't she like?
5: Um, she thinks that they're controlling. He works for his family. Um, so I think that she thinks that they have a hold over us, which I guess technically they do, but I just want her to respect that I'm an adult now.
0: Is she your and older sister?
5: Yes, she's eleven years older than me. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: So she's like also like tries to play mom too.
5: Yes, very much so.
0: Uh, and when you say it's kind of true, what do you mean having a hold over you guys?
5: Um, well we live, so my husband works for them. Um, the house that we live in is also owned by them. He, like his dad is his boss along with his grandfather. Um, we're with them quite a bit. We live on the ranch that my husband works on that belongs to his family. Um, so they're pretty much our livelihood, but we all pretty much have a, I think we all pretty much have a pretty good understanding of where we lie and when, where the line is as far as work and personal, but I don't know if she thinks we don't. She was perfectly fine, loved everybody throughout our whole engagement. And then while we were on our honeymoon, she like flipped the switch and gotcha. sent you me know this what really happened? long text about how she worries about, she's worried about me. Okay. I have no idea. She just kept saying the truth would come out and we still haven't heard the truth.
0: But as far as your marriage goes, you're happy regardless of the fact that like, your husband works for the family business. You you feel like you can make your own choices. There's boundaries, you know. Like at the end of the day, yes. you and your husband make choices that's best for yourselves and your children. And 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 his parents, while might have an opinion, at the end of the day, um, you get to do what you get to do.
5: Correct. I definitely
0: feel that way. And now your sister's reaching back out. And what's your reluctance to? I guess just give her what she wants now, which is sounds like to be part of your um, life. Really?
5: It's, it's my husband's reluctance. I, I am okay with her being in my life as long as we, like I know personally that at any moment it could change. Um, he is struggling with the fact just because she has talked so much crap about him yeah. and his family and where he comes from. Um, so I'm struggling with being in the middle and how to navigate. Like she, for example, she wants to come tomorrow actually, and help me redo my son's new room So then to get ready for this baby.
0: Okay. Well, my so, husband is, yeah, his so
5: you, ego doesn't want her in our house.
0: Well, I mean, in fairness to your husband, like it does seem a little nuts for your sister to like completely shut you out of her lives and not have a relationship, want nothing to do with your first pregnancy, and then all of a sudden reach out and then like, not even like try to build things back up. But like, sounds to me the way you're describing it, that she's guilty of the very thing that she's accusing your husband and as a family of doing, which is being controlling and kind of, you know, dictating how things should be done without really considering, you know, the people whose opinions really matter, which is, you know, you and your husband, the parents you know, and the people in the relationship.
5: Yeah, I felt that way for a long time, but I don't want to like put labels on her because I I think she struggles with a lot of things in life and I feel I want to be there for her and I want to be a good sister, but I also want her to understand I'm living my own life and I don't feel like I can always do both.
0: Well, not on your own. She needs to play a role in this too. So I think... Having a conversation with her at first that says, "Listen, I I love you and I mi- I miss you," and it really made me sad that you chose not to be a part of of my life while you know I had my first kid, and that really broke my heart. And I'm really glad that you want to be a part of it now. That said, I still need to like have you respect my boundaries. I still need to like you still hurt my feelings, and so. I want to fix this relationship, but like, I can't have you just pretend it didn't happen. So like, let's try to figure this out together because I love you and I want you to be a part of my life. But like, she doesn't get to just come and go when she wants act a certain way and then pretend it didn't happen and have everyone just like be okay with what sounded like a adult temper tantrum and a game of chicken that she lost.
5: Yeah, which she's very used to playing this game. She does it with pretty much everyone in her family. And I think it's important to point out she's my half sister. We have different moms. Okay. Um, but we were we were raised as full siblings.
0: Yeah, I don't know um, if it really but makes she, much
5: currently of it. Yeah. she's doing this to my mom, where she's like shutting my mom out and uh, won't tell my mom why.
0: Yeah. So keep in mind that part of the reason to reach out to you is well, she can't shut out two people at once. You need to have a a kind of a a loving but honest conversation, which is I want you in my life and we're not always going to get along. We're not always going to agree. I don't have to agree with your choices, but we're sisters. We should support each other. And even if it means I don't do what you want, I don't want you to come in and out of our lives. And I hate that you and mom are going through this. So like, can we figure out a way to have a healthy relationship? But I am married. And I am going to prioritize my, my family. And I hope that's okay with you. I, I definitely don't think you should concede to your sister without having an honest conversation with her about like, her need to respect boundaries. Because otherwise, if you just concede to her, this is just going to be a back and forth. And there's not a doubt in my mind to hear that she's now doing this to your mom. It's very manipulative. She like pits people against each other, you know, and maybe it's coming from a place of like, you know, she in a relationship, is she single? What's going on with her?
5: Uh, she's married. She's been married she for, married. Um, I think it's 11 years. Do you think she's now. happy they, in the They got married a really long time ago.
0: Do you think she's happy?
5: It depends on the day she uh she was really miserable when I was engaged, and then when i when we got back from our honeymoon and she decided she was mad at me, they were all of a sudden the best they've ever been true so it's um it's it's just it's odd I'm not sure, but he he does not speak to me at family events her husband
0: she's kind of a bully, and there's a game of chicken, and like you said, she does this. And all you could do is like kill her with kindness, lead with love, so to speak, but at the same time, still letting her know that you are the boss of your life and your family. And that's never going to change. And she doesn't get to come in and decide what color to paint the house or to paint the baby's room, you know, because that's what she's going to do. She's going to come in and start telling you what to do and start like, and she's going to cause drama in your life if she doesn't respect your boundaries. So I think you reach out to her and say, yes. I, I so love, I should lo-
5: I do this? Like, cause she wants to come over tomorrow, like tomorrow. So should I do it? Like,
0: have you had any conversation? Should like, I talk did-
5: to her when she gets here tomorrow. No,
0: no. So you haven't really had any relationship with her. Right. And then she just like called you out of the blue and said, I'm coming over to paint.
5: So we will see each other at like family events. And recently at this last Christmas party she decided that we were speaking again and so she spoke to me and then little like little by little she'll reach out about something small like about it's all based on family events like we only see each other talk to each other based around family events and then um our brother recently got a girlfriend and then she wanted us all three to get together and like she's just acting like nothing's happened and I don't know how to handle it my husband's really mad i have just kind of not said anything
0: yeah i think you need to. and i've
5: gone i've gone to the family events and stuff and then now she's texting she won't stop texting me asking me about painting the baby's room and she said she has a free day tomorrow so she can come here
0: but you, maybe, you don't, you know, this is, it's not all about her. I think you get on like a FaceTime or a phone call or something. You start with, I'm so glad we're building a relationship back because it really sucked. And I really missed you when you weren't a part of my life during my first pregnancy. But it doesn't change the fact that like we did have a falling out and I'm still confused what started that. I'm more confused why all of a sudden it seemed to be like, while I'm glad we're talking, I still don't know what the issue was. And not that I really want to get into that. Like, I want you to respect my choices. You know, like, I'm, I'm always down to hear your sisterly advice. I love you. I value your, your opinion, your relationship. But I don't always have to take it. And I need you to respect that. And I would love to paint with you. You've said some really hurtful things about my husband. So like, if you want to be a part of my life, you have to be willing to be a part of his. Because at the end of the day, I'm married. And and I have a relationship I need to protect. He doesn't come and go out of my life. And he communicates with me when he's upset. And we work through things. And I'd like the same thing with you. But it's your choice. So if we can have that relationship, I'd love for you to come over and paint. But I think you need to be, you need to show her that you can calmly and responsibly stand up for yourself to her because otherwise she's just going to come in and start pushing you around again and start telling you what to do
5: right and i turn into the little girl again listening to my older sister so
0: yeah like this is like one of those things you need to practice before you have that conversation so like i'm her what are you gonna say
5: well, I really, I actually really want to know what the issue is because I, I mean, not that I can fix it, but I mean, it was, she, she was mad for almost two entire years. Like,
0: but just know that that's there might not, she might not even know. You know what I'm saying? Like, she just, you yeah, know, that's true. She just might have got it in her head that he wasn't right for you. Or maybe you, obviously, you got married young, very young. So maybe she just decided that yes, you were too young, yeah. and maybe she made similar choices yeah. that didn't work out for her, and now she's projecting that onto you, and blah, 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 blah. So I wouldn't spend a lot of time trying to get her to answer questions. She might not know the answer. I would just point out, if she wants to tell you if she can, but I would point out the fact that she just decided one day to not be a part of your life, and then decided another day, two years later, that it was okay. And you find that confusing. And it was hurtful yeah, to you. I definitely do. Because you lost out on your relationship with your sister, a relationship you've always wanted to have. And I need to know that you're going to respect my choices. I value your opinion. I want to hear your opinion. But I need you to know, but I don't, I'm not required to take it. You're not my mom. I'm an adult. I'm not a little girl anymore. And if you can respect that and you can respect my husband and you can respect our relationship, then we can paint. <laughs>
5: Then you can help me think.
0: I'm serious, though. But that's that's some version of that is exactly what you should say. And she needs to hear in your voice. You believe in what you're saying.
5: Okay. yeah, I'm going to have to probably fib a little bit to get her on the phone. Um, She likes to have text arguments. She does not do phone calls very often.
0: Well, do not play her game. She okay. wants something from you. I mean, I understand you want a relationship with her, but at the end of the day, like you've been fine for these past two years. You've accepted her behavior. You know, like it's just like, it's made you sad, but it's just like, okay, you stood your ground. She needs you because she doesn't have your mom now. So just remember that. And
5: that could flip at any point, so.
0: And people need to stand up to her. She's been getting away with put being a bully to people.
5: All right. Well, I'll probably have to listen to this again. And then I'll.
0: <laughs> and you you want to run through it quick um, and, and, and practice
5: it in the mirror, and yeah. then I'll call her.
0: You want to practice it right now, quick. What are you um.
5: Say? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm her. All right. Ring. 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 Hi.
5: Hey. Um. I just wanted to call you and talk to you about our relationship. Um. I'm really, really happy that you're back in in our lives, and I really have missed you a lot. And I hope. Um that we're able to talk about what's been going on the past two years. I know that I don't really know what happened. I'm not sure if you do, but I just really want to make sure you know that I love you and I want I want this relationship to be good. But I I also want you to respect that I am an adult now and I want your advice and I'll be happy to listen to it if you're willing to give it. But I don't always... I won't, I won't always take it and I need you to be okay with that. And I also need you to be okay with my husband because he's a huge part of my life now. And I don't think he's, des- he deserves any of this turmoil that he's
0: received. Pretty good. Now just practice it like 10 more times. Okay. And you say it with conviction, Okay. <laughs> you know, because obviously you're just trying to figure out your words feel free to remind her that like what she said about and to your husband was hurtful to him and it would mean a lot to you if she would be willing to like acknowledge that and apologize to him. I think you're justified for asking Mm -hmm. that. Like say it nicely. Don't yell at her or talk down to her. But like, I think, you know, practice this. And I think that's pretty solid.
5: Okay. All right. Well, thank you.
0: All right. Good luck. Let us know how it goes. Dying to know. Thank you. All right. (laughs) Okay. Thanks. All right. Take care. All right. bye. Bye Bye. How's it going?
4: Good. How are you? I'm Max, and uh, I'm 30 years old.
0: How can I help, Max?
4: Ooh, <laughs> so not normal. I don't normally go call in on podcasts, but we're glad you to, did. Yeah, yeah. I've been listening to your stuff for a long, long time now, and I know that you've been asking the last few weeks for a guy's, pers- I guess, perspective on S- dating, and I do have a question.
0: Yeah, no, we love I, to um, hear from from men's. Yeah, we we yeah, we like to hear uh, men's struggles too. I guess is that the most honest way of saying <laughs> It's not just yeah, uh, me.
4: Yeah, So I'm a little long winded, so I apologize ahead of time. Um, but I just turned 30, so and I've been in, involved in three serious relationships, and each of them has ended in cheating. And um, I hang out. With my, with my hockey. My, Was it you
0: being team. cheated on every time or?
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm very consistent. It's me being cheated on every time. Yeah, no, it's great.
0: At least you have yeah. your character still intact. Oh, yeah. No, my ego shot to hell. But uh, yeah. so or your character is more important than your ego.
4: Yeah, no, for sure. But, um, you know, every week I hang out with my old hockey teammates or every couple of weeks and we, we talk and stuff like that. And I don't I don't know what's going on. It, it's not just it's not just me, but it's them too. Like they, one buddy in particular, he, he over the course of this like last, I guess, calendar year, went out with two girls, spent the weekend with one and they all already had boyfriends. And so there's this, a lot of like lack of trust and fidelity. And as for me, after those three relationships, I took, I'm not going to lie. I kind of went a little, little, little nuts, you know, partied and did stuff. And, every time I would hook up with someone, they were either married, dating, engaged. And, you know, I, it just, and it wasn't just people like in my age bracket, it was just, it was older women too. So twenties, thirties, forties, that one lady in her fifties anyway, but I digress. So, so for, for, for me, I spent a long time just kind of going away from that. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't drink at parties or social events because I'm a very flirtatious drunk. Okay. And it, it landed me in in trouble. So I just was like, you know what? I'm going to spend a few years uh, just working on me. Don't really, you know, kind of go away from that stuff. Then the pandemic happened, which helped. But I finally, last year, I guess around this time last year, I got involved with someone, a friend of mine from university who... I thought at the time was broken up with her longtime boyfriend and she turns out she wasn't, they were still together. And I found that out three months into the whole relationship and you know, red flag. was, red it, was it
0: like a relationship? Was it a situation? Did she like, you were like, I want you to be my girlfriend. She's like, yes. And she had a boyfriend at all at the same time.
4: Well, she flirted around with it. Like that was the thing. And I knew her, I've known, I've known her for seven years and, so I was like, you and so and so are done, and and all this, and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we talk on occasion, and I'm going, all right. But but I said I said, look, it's been three months. You know, I want to. I I, I I we have this great connection. I would like to you know continue that and and uh, take it to the next level, and then everything comes out, and I'm just like, I waited at this point, I was like three, four years to hopefully be in the best situation. And that's what happened. So then I went back to what my friends call as monk mode. It's just like, you know what? I play hard to get. Please don't play hard to get rid of. Let me just, you know, live my life. So just, just, I want to
0: recap, you know, you were single for three or four years working on yourself. Pandemic was a part of that, obviously. made it hard, a little harder to date. And then you happened to meet someone from back in the day you liked and you you know, you had some good connections with great, some great expectations came with the, your excitement. You invested three or four months with this person only to find out that they were still involved with someone else.
4: Well, we, we were, we were friends throughout this entire time. Like when we, like we, there wasn't like a lag and like, we were always talking and, and, you know, and friendship like that. And then just, I don't know, one night we were, we just went out and things happened, but it was just, and then it just—that's what started the situation ship, and it's just more and more I noticed. And like, look, guys are like guys cheat too. I know that, and I have female friends who have been cheated on yeah, yeah. And, and all that. And for me, it's just like you know, I used to believe in 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 romance and and all that stuff, but I just as the years have gone on, and not just me, but other people that I'm close to, like I found like when I was emailing your producer, my buddy was going to be the best man at this wedding and the wedding got called off because so they went to the bachelor party in Nashville. They uh, the, the bridesmaids and the bride to be were going to Vegas and then something happened in Vegas called the whole thing off. So of course he goes, so were you in Vegas in June? I'm like, no, come on. Like, please. So, so, so that got called off too. So I'm just, my question really is is, and I know you've talked about, infidelity and cheating and stuff like that. But when someone's like heart is so hardened and I'm speaking, I guess on behalf of me and my friends, when someone's heart is so hardened because of all this stuff and all this past infidelity, how do you, like, how do you get around to that? Like how do you get around to, you know, opening yourself up or, or, or is it literally really a case by case basis?
0: You know I like think we all have to change our perspective a little bit. You were single for a long period of time, then you started a connection with someone you know that you knew. Mm-hmm it didn't work out. You found out they were being not as honest with you as you would like them to have been. And then you said to me that you saw it as like this kind of huge failure and this wasted investment. And you kind of decided to revert back to whatever, you know, a fuck boy what or just I, partying, whatever. Yeah. And I guess what I'm saying is like, well, I understand the disappointment that like, it doesn't make sense to me that you decided to like, think that like three years of working yourself was a waste because you gave so much power to this one person that, you know, you still only really invested three months in. The sad reality is that there are a lot of people who lack character and, and, and cheat. And it's all the more reason to like take things slow when we get excited about someone and listen to our guts and ask questions, you know? Like you said when you would check in, she was being vague. Like that's not something to be vague about. You should have been like, what do you what do you mean kinda? There's this thing people do, right, often is like, they'll say like, well, I didn't tell you because I didn't want you to get mad, you know, and they they make up that excuse. But not that it's our fault when we ask, but we also don't ask questions because we're afraid we'll get mad or we're afraid of hearing something we don't want to hear. So when you're like, oh, you're not hanging out with me anymore. And she's like, you know, kind of. Your ego's probably being like, yeah, kind of, kind of sounds good enough. Yeah, that's the answer I want. But deep down, you know, it's not the answer you wanted to hear. But you were too afraid to be like, well, what do you mean by kind of? Right. You know, you know, as someone who's gotten cheated on, it's a mindset too. Like you can't prevent someone f- from cheating on you. But I have always taken the approach when I've entered into a relationship that like, if you ever cheat on me, just rest assured, I'll be fine. But I'll judge the shit out of you. You know, because I think we go in this, these relationships, be like, please don't cheat on me. Don't ever cheat on me. I'll be so embarrassed and blah, blah, blah. And I'll just, I'll die. Even if like, it's someone who hasn't cheated on you yet. You're like, you're in a relationship. You're just like, yeah. and we will do that. Because we'll get in these relationships and we'll talk about like, oh, I was really hurt by my ex and they really cheated on me. And they, they hurt my trust. And like, please don't, I'm like be, be gentle with my heart. And there's obviously something to be said about like saying, you know, Hey, this, this hurt me in the past. Like be considerate. You know, if you care about me, be considerate. But when it comes to infidelity, I've always kind of taken the mindset of like, if you cheat, like that's on you. You know, I'm going to trust you. And if you go out and you do whatever, I can't stop you. At the end of the day, like you'll have just embarrassed yourself and right. I'll be fine. And right. I'll be sad. Don't get me wrong. I won't be like in, completely indifferent at first. But at the end of the day, this will be a you thing. Everyone likes to think they have good character. Right. You know? Like how many people you go around? Be like, do you think you have good character? People are gonna be like, well, to be honest, I don't know. <sighs> it's a little bit in question. But I personally don't think. I think a lot of people who think they have good character don't exactly have good character. Am I making any sense? Um, no,
4: honestly, you are. Like, you know, the last couple of of days and so. Uh, but I noticed a lot more anxiety now because with other people, not just me, like people are worried about. You know, oh my god, my partner might cheat on me, but how you just articulated it.
0: Yeah, it's just kind of the mindset I have. And anytime I might feel insecure about something, I remind myself like, well, you know, like uh, uh, that's not my problem. I mean, again, yeah, I'll be sad. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a robot type of thing, but, you know. And I think when you're in these like situationships or early dating stages where you find yourself being afraid to ask questions, you want to remind yourself, I need to find out whether I'm with someone with good character or not sooner than later. So that's why I need to ask these questions because if they are someone who's like, doesn't have like good character, I don't want to waste any more time with them. Honestly, what I'm really embarrassed about is looking the other way with someone I could have easily found out if they had the character that I wanted in someone by just simply asking some more honest questions and paying attention to their answers, Mm -hmm. you know, but we're so embarrassed about finding out we had a crush on someone who turns out to be kind of a prick that we don't ask the right questions. You know, like your ego was so fragile at the time of being like, well, maybe she's still hanging out with him. And instead of just being like, am I wasting my time with you? Like, it's like, just let me know, you know? And
4: I pretty much said that because it was at that point we were heading into Christmas. And I'm like, look, you know, we're, we're heading into Christmas at this point. We've been kind of doing our thing since the summer. Um, no more beating around the bush. I kind of want to know if I'm wasting my time. Yeah. Because you know, at that point there was just so many red flags that I was just I, I had no time for that. I just wanted to be direct. And I was like, look, just tell me the truth, no matter how bad it is, I'm I'm prepared for it. So with the whole, I guess, <laughs> asking the direct questions, is three months too long? Like, how long would you gauge if what there you, were some like like just like the hard questions? Like if there's red flags going on like if if you know well the the thing with us was she was always um nervous that we would run into people we knew and i found that weird that's weird yeah yeah well well, there were certain like physical things that were okay but there were other physical things that weren't okay because in her mind that was cheating And i'm like well if we're doing this
0: give me an example
4: i'm trying to (laughs) be as gentle
0: um well it's anonymous you don't have to be gentle
4: Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, um, in the heat of passion, uh, sh- it was okay to, you know, like do oral and stuff like that. But you know, when it came to sending in the general that she was like, that to me seemed like I was cheating on my boyfriend, but I'm like, but we're doing, like, you know, you're okay with oral. You're okay with sending. I'm
0: confused. So she was saying, if I'm, if I'm sucking, if I'm going down on you, I'm yeah. not cheating on my boyfriend, but if we have sex, right. I am.
4: Yeah. We did, we had spent a night. But wait, um, did
0: you, know, like, I thought you were under the impression she wasn't hanging out with her boyfriend.
4: Well, at the point, no, no. That's when I started, like, when we spent a night and at a hotel, and there were certain things, like, she had non-negotiables, and that was fine. I was a gentleman with, about it. But when I, after that weekend, I was like, she was very, she, like, with her phone, she was very protective with her phone. And I, you know, respect someone's privacy, but I, but... That particular night, I was just like, "Okay, like, what's going on?" And then the floodgate started open, and she's like, "That's why, you know, when we were, you know, in bed, like, I didn't allow this, or I didn't know stuff like that." So that was stuff where I was just like, "Oh, well."
0: And did you even like bother? Like, like if someone says to me, I would just be like, "Okay, I wouldn't waste my time." Pretzel. Well, what's there's why? Wait, what she said was insane. Yeah. And so, like, when someone says something, like nutty or crazy to you like it's crazy to try to argue with them about it i mean like in your world maybe that's not cheating but like this is this weird it's too much what i do know now is that you still have something going on with him and so i think we should just end this you trying to like have a conversation with her about this Mm -hmm. and trying to like have some sort of semantic argument of like what's cheating or not, and whether oral is or isn't. Is this like you getting into the weeds? She wants to get in the weeds with you because like that's she wants to trip you up. You know, she wants you to say something. But the yeah. point is, like, she was just wrong.
4: Like we haven't talked, and what, like that friendship's done. Like that's all like over and, and stuff like that. Like I have friends now that are like I, I, like oh, so you're ready to go back out there now because of what happened? You know, because you were willing to go out with this person. And I'm just, I don't know, like I just, my anxiety kind of goes up because I'm just like, oh, oh no, you know, I've, we, I've been done this movie so many times now. I've been on the other side of it as well. Like it's just, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that I, but how you articulated it is something that makes it a little easier, I think. Yeah, I think maybe.
0: next time you start, you go out on date, inevitably you meet someone you like. The cheating conversation always comes up. Have you ever cheated? Stuff like that. And then you can kind of say, yeah, I've been cheated on a few times. And, you know, what I really learned at the end of the day was it used to really bug me. I used to get embarrassed. And I don't know if you've ever been cheated on, but like I stopped being embarrassed because I realized I didn't cheat. I was embarrassed for them. And I guess going forward, like certainly I don't want to get cheated on in the future. But like it's not really something I concern myself with anymore because Hmm. I'd rather just choose to trust because that's the type of relationship I want. And if I find out that they were unfaithful, then I guess I pity them. But like, it doesn't really say anything about me. I'm always going to try to be a good partner. I'll always be willing to take feedback and how to be a a better communicator and, and a better lover and to pay attention to love languages. But like, I can't stop someone from cheating on me. So I don't worry about it anymore. And if I find out that they did, then I have the closure I need. And like, honestly, it's the best closure I've ever gotten. I don't have any questions. It's just like, well, they cheated and I don't date cheaters. You know, you just frame it in a way where it's just like the idea of them cheating on you is such a like, you just kind of prejudge in a way where it's just like, oh, well, I guess if that's what you want to do, if that's how you want to characterize yourself, then okay. Because at the end of the day, like most relationships end and all you're asking is someone is just be upfront and end the relationship before they fuck someone else. You know? Nice, yeah. So it's just like, hey, listen, if you don't want to date me anymore, that's fine, you know? And I also think the the less fear you have about something happening, the less likely it is to happen. You face oh, it head on and you kind of like politely and like a gentleman, you have you're confident in your expectations of your partner. You know, I expect the person I date, I want X, Y, and Z. I want to have good communication. I want to have faithfulness and trust. And like, I'm always going to choose to trust. I'm, I'm not a jealous guy. if I feel the need to check phones, and then I, then I tell them, I'm like, listen, you're doing some shit that makes me insecure. So like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm feeling a certain way. And this needs to get addressed because like, this is weird. You know, for example, if you're like, why are you always like nervous about running into people? Can we address that? And you address a behavior head on.
4: Yeah, and that, yeah. There was. I mean, those were the, the top two things that were a little sus and and. Uh, but I guess one of my. I guess one more thing is, and my one of my other buddies is kind of going through it now. If someone comes back, someone who's cheated on you comes back months later, says, "I've changed. I've you know reevaluated, and I've cheated on you before, but I want to give it another shot." Now, what what?
0: I wouldn't personally. Okay. Yeah. I just think there's so many people in this world that haven't shown me that they're going to break my heart or haven't shown me that I can't trust them, that I'd rather like choose the field than rather someone else who's already shown me that they aren't considerate with my heart when I've already given it to them.
4: Yeah. That's what I I kind of said that to him, but I said, I'd ask you anyway. I said, no, take the mystery box. You, You already know what you got with that person.
0: People don't change that drastically in a few months. You know, she can say, I'm sorry. I, I hope that you can forget that I did this. I hope you can give me a, a second chance I don't deserve. But you haven't changed. It's been two months. What have you done to change? Feel well, it? i
4: said that to him too. I was like, I've said, where are the receipts? I said, That's, it's been a few months. Like... Are there receipts like, you know, in terms of what exactly has she done? And at the time, he hadn't really known. He was just like, oh, I just, I got this message last night. And I just was like, oh boy. <laughs> I was just like, oh, dude. Uh, yeah, probably just caution. didn't work out
0: for her. And now she's like hoping to come back. And, mm-hmm. and uh, it's more based off of convenience rather than she's changed. Here's what I would tell your buddy to say to her I would say, I have no confidence that you will handle. A similar situation differently in the future like oh that's cool what's to stop you you can't say this to you now because there's no one in this moment you're not a not with me and there's no one else you want to have sex with i have no confidence to believe that if we were got back together and you met someone that you were attracted to because that's a certainty that's a guarantee that she's going to meet someone because there's people all over we can be attracted to but what's going to stop you from prioritizing our relationship in the future in ways that you didn't in the past, and there's nothing you can say to me that's going to give me that certainty. So, no. Wow,
4: that, that's gold. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna link them uh, once the episode uh, goes up. And it's then just, you say
0: something really spiteful, like, "I'm glad you've changed, though, and uh, <laughs> I, I really, uh, I hope that uh, the people you uh, choose to invest in the future get to experience that." But I'm good.
4: And it's Just something I've noticed that um, there's so much anxiety now. Like, even my female friends, like their boyfriends are just so anxious, and they have no reason to be, but it's just because there's this perpetual i don't know what's going on. I'm just outside Toronto, so I don't know if it's a if it's a, a Toronto thing or what, but it's just everyone is so like on like eggshells and i'm and I'm saying, you know, you've talked about communication versus effective communication and i'm just I'm just saying you know, have that effective communication because you know. Uh, and from a, you're all are loyal, and that's great. So you don't want to get, you don't want to have your anxiety get so ramped up that it could tarnish.
0: Yeah, you definitely don't want to. But you just have to, I guess, keep talking, keep, keep communicating. There are definitely people out there who don't cheat. There are also, oh, I know. Absolutely. There's a lot of people who do. Yeah. But letting people know that it's not something you tolerate, and it's just like it's not something you even concern yourself with. If nothing yeah. else, I think that helps ensure that they will at least give you the courtesy of breaking up with you before they. And something because that's all it is like you know you say i've gotten cheated on three times you know, like i wouldn't like focus on that like basically you had three girlfriends who decided that they didn't want to date you anymore and that happens you know yeah. they went about it in a really shitty way
4: it, it wasn't so much that nick it was when i was newly single and people
0: i were i was hooking up with that they were they weren't single
4: so that was where my like
0: i was yeah, but that's, that's yeah. you know, you're out there drinking at the bars, fucking around, having one night stands, like your chances are you're going to find a, some people in that pool who are, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. anyone out there listening, if, if you're out there like hitting up the bars and, and sleeping around and participating actively in hookup culture, chances are you're going to run into some people who are cheating on their partners.
4: I, after a few, I was just like, I'm done. That's not my life anymore. I was just... I, I, that was my kind of eureka moment where I had to stop. And this is with a face like this. I'm not Chris Evans or Harry Styles. This is with a face like this. So like, ugh, you know, I'm more Leonard from Big Bang Theory than anywhere near those guys. So,
0: so yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think you're going to be just fine. Don't beat yourself up. You know, you all have wow. those moments. But when things don't go your way, don't let it snowball and have it be something bigger than it is. All you did was find out someone you invested three months in wasn't who you thought they were. And that's not the end of the world. That, that happens a lot. And you probably could have shortened that period of time by asking more direct questions and trusting your gut and, and not yeah. avoiding you know questions you didn't want tough answers to.
4: Yeah, I'm And I wouldn't
0: discount all the work you put in and then allow yourself to snowball and, and kind of have destructive behavior just because one person you barely, you know, don't really know all that much disappoints you.
4: Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks. That's, you know what, honestly, thank you so much. Like a lot of truth bombs in there. So, yeah. All right, buddy. Awesome. All thanks, right. Well, guys. thanks for
0: calling. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Take thank care. Thank you. Have all a right. good one, everyone. You, you as well. alright right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to send in those questions at AskNakedCastMe.com. And if you are uh, a click away from pre-ordering Don't Text Your Ex Happy Birthday, it would mean the absolute world to me. There is a link in my bio on my Instagram. There is a link in my bio on TikTok. There is a link in the show description. If you want a signed copy and they're still available, I'll put that link up there as well. Get it from Barnes & Noble if you're into my signature. Thanks for listening. Bye.